Bang, bang. This is the second episode of Off the Chain Daily. I appreciate you guys all tuning in. Uh, as I said yesterday, this will be available for all paying subscribers of Off the Chain after this week. But for uh, the remainder of this week, we're going to send it to anyone who's uh, signed up for Off the Chain, whether daily or weekly. Uh, jumping right into the news. Uh, huge day. Wells Fargo went down. Uh, the server issues seem to have caused uh, everyone to lose access to checking accounts, online banking. Uh, the ATMs weren't displaying balances. Uh, the bankers and tellers were limited and uh, people literally couldn't get their money out. Um, this is what we see from centralized organizations. Uh, literally somebody who works at Wells Fargo, as soon as it happened, started DMing me and giving me a play-by-play. -play. So shout out to the insiders. Um, but, you know, look, I always joke around about long Bitcoin short the bankers and every great joke has a hint of truth. Wells Fargo was down today for multiple hours because of server issues, a centralized server issue. Uh, but Bitcoin's uptime up is about 99.98% since January 3rd of 2009. So for over a decade, 99.98% of the time Bitcoin was up. And there's plenty of potential issues, right? Bitcoin um, has challenges facing it, but the decentralized nature prevents it from being vulnerable to these single server failures. And so today, while, although it wasn't the entire day, it wasn't an entire year, people who had their wealth stored in Bitcoin were able to access it and to transact in a way that people who had money at Wells Fargo could not. I think that's really important because this will continue to happen in the centralized world and will show the value of the decentralized world. And on top of that, I actually think that customers are going to start to demand the services they use in the future are decentralized. There's just too much risk, whether it's performance and uptime, security, etc., that people are going to start saying, I want to use a service that is decentralized. They won't use it simply because it is decentralized, but it will become the standard. Just like you would not use a centralized financial organization that didn't use encryption today, the decentralization will become an industry standard. So I think that's something that's really interesting and something worth watching. Also today, um, Voyager D Digital. Uh, it's a crypto asset broker. Um, they're serving retail and institutional investors. Uh, think of them similar to a Robinhood or an eToro. Um, they've committed to offering uh, kind of the trading um, in a low fee or no fee way, um, similar to those other consumer products. Uh, they have agreed and announced that they are going to do a, a reverse takeover. Um, an RTO, uh, reverse takeover offering, is a way for a private company to become publicly listed. Uh, they're doing this in Canada on the TSX exchange. It's a very popular uh, mechanism to take a company public there. Um, and, and I think that this is a really interesting uh, move by a crypto company because what it does is it gives them access to public markets. Um, we've previously seen Galaxy Digital, which is an asset manager, um, do this, uh, or Merchant Bank. Uh, and then we've seen a number of mining companies do this um, over the last uh, kind of two years. But now those public markets are going to have exposure to a separate part of the industry, right? Kind of this crypto asset broker. Um, and so you can imagine this is similar to a Robinhood or eToro going public as well. Um, and, and so watching how uh, public markets react to something like this, especially in the bear market, 
um, is going to be interesting. And then on top of that, seeing uh, how Voyager can tap into those capital markets. Can they raise a lot of money? Can they use their stock as a currency to actually acquire other companies or compensate executives? If this works, I wouldn't be surprised if more people um, you know, pursue this path because outside of going public, it's becoming harder for a lot of these funds and companies to raise money. Um, you know, the, the, the kind of dumb money has dried up. And so now you need to have uh, a really strong product. You gotta have some growth momentum, a great team, et cetera. And so some people will argue that uh, it's bad capital's drying up in the private markets uh, in crypto. I would argue that uh, some of it is much needed. Um, once the dumb money leaves, now you have a focus on the best projects get funded. And so there's a, a kind of a, a world of attrition um, if you're good enough, you, you will actually raise money. If you're not good enough, you won't. So, you know, Voyager Digital, I think, is, uh, is obviously pushing the envelope here. Um, so it's so worth watching that as well. And then last but not least, uh, the Twitter rumors. Um, this is uh, just something that I see people kind of speculating uh, about. I have no inside knowledge. I've not talked to anybody. Um, but, you know, it's no secret now that Jack Dorsey is a big Bitcoin fan. Um, he kind of came out publicly and, and, and really showed that. Uh, and it would be really interesting to see two things happen. One is uh, the implementation of the Lightning Network on Twitter. Uh, so would there be a way to uh, begin sending payments back and forth, right? Kind of Twitter creating a Venmo competitor to some degree, but, but all built on top of the Lightning Network. Um, and also it would be interesting if uh, Twitter and Square, the two companies that Jack co-founded and, and is the CEO of, could he actually combine them uh, in the future, very similar to what Elon Musk did with uh, Solar City and Tesla. Um, it, it, if Jack took Twitter and Square, you could see a really powerful platform start to emerge uh, that successfully integrates communication and finance, right? Kind of the holy grail of what a lot of these consumer finance or fintech companies have been looking for. And Jack's really built kind of a siloed communication platform that, that is the place where the world has a conversation. And then he's built this fantastic uh, financial technology company in Square that has a lot of payments, point of sale. Um, the Cash App is one of the top five apps in the world. Um, and so putting these two things together uh, would be you know, something that I think a lot of people haven't previously thought about, but two would be really powerful and would create a new dynamic um, of kind of communication and finance intersecting. And so, you know, if, if that was to be something that he was interested in, I think there would be a lot of uh, regulatory hurdles um, and, and there's really no reason to believe that he would do this in the, the kind of the short term. I think this is probably a much longer term thing, but I, I do see a world where his interest in the Lightning Network, Twitter, Square, all coming together um, in, in a kind of digitally native uh, platform. And, uh, and so that's something that I would uh, continue to, um, to take a look at. Um, all right, that's all, uh, that's all I've got today. Um, I think that between Wells Fargo going down, you know, some companies going public and then the Twitter rumors, um, there's quite a bit going on, uh, even in the uh, bear market. And so don't forget, if you subscribe uh, to Off The Chain, you can just go to offthechain.substack.com. Uh, and when you're there, just uh, go ahead and sign up for uh, one of the paid subscriber accounts and you will get this daily podcast every evening uh, moving forward. And I uh, hope to see you guys out there.